Porch Podcast. Thank you for listening to us. Front Porch Podcast. Talking about things and stuff. Hi, and welcome back to the Front Porch Podcast. I would be Phil, and I'm joined here with my boys, uh, Jared and Mike. Just uh, say hello, guys. Hi. Just perfect, as always. Just uh, everybody knows which one of you was saying hi. Uh, Today, we are joined by a... (laughs) Night Hall, I feel every single time. You're not Phil. You're not not Phil. Okay, I'm not Phil. I'm Jared. And... uh, Today I'm taking the lead because we're going to be taking, we're going to be talking skateboarding, and uh, specifically with uh, a man that I met when I was younger through skateboarding. Uh, he's a, a great videographer and uh, just a, you know, skateboarder himself. So uh, I'm going to let him take the floor. This is uh, Andy Mahalsik. What's up, Andy? What's up? What's going on? We uh, we appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, um, thank you. Glad to be here, guys. Hey, yeah. So uh, basically, we just wanted to talk about everything skateboarding. What uh, what got you into it? Say, like when you were younger. Like, what what made you like look at a board and just be like, "Hey, I want to do this." Um, it was it was early two thousand, so it was sort of like the time where skateboarding was starting to like come into the mainstream. So I had that sort of exposure to it. I was like, man, this this just looks like fun, and it was sort of it still had that sort of like gritty, like subculture thing to it. So I was like, oh, this this seems like something I could like belong to. Right, right, and uh, like, <clears throat> so from there, like, I guess my next question is, what what made you pick up a camera at that point too? Like, you got into skating, and it was like just a ton of fun, and then uh, like. Did filming become like a second passion to you over time, or is that something that came about because of skateboarding? Oh uh, yeah, definitely. It came. It came about because of skateboarding. Um, I think uh, I share sort of the same sentiment of like. There's a lot of filmers who I think have the same thing where like the people they were skating with were just better than them. So you're like, I might as well be filming these guys because. I I can't do what they're doing, so someone should see what they're doing. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so I guess la- lack of my own personal skill on on the skateboard <laughs> led to like, oh, I can use this other creative outlet. <laughs> I like that, and that's, that's like, sweet, yeah. uh, I totally sympathize with that. As I <laughs> picked up a camera for the same reason, I was like, see, I did yeah. I did the opposite. I just busted my ass so many times until I was like, yeah, you know what, I'm I'm good. I'm good on this. I'm just going to cruise on it now. I, I'm, I'm the one here that knows absolutely nothing about skating. All I know is Tony Hawk, and that is it. So, he's still doing it. The bird yeah, man. He's, he's still, still doing it. There. He is, yeah. He is. He's, he's still doing it. I see like 54 now, and he's still skating. He's still ripping. Yeah. It's did amazing. He his, didn't he do his, like his last 900 or something recently? He did. He yeah, did. Yeah. He did. Yeah. 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 I know he did that one special. It was like 53 tricks for his 53rd birthday or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. That's yeah, amazing. that's it's so incredible that he can still do it. He's still like in shape enough, and, and he's such a nice guy. Fit and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, 
So Andy, like, are you are you originally from Buffalo? Yep, man. Yeah, born and yep. raised. Awesome. That's awesome, man. Have you ever have you have you ever gone outside of Buffalo and skated like uh, West Coast or at all or? Um, uh, we've gone on like skate trips and stuff. I've as, in terms of West Coast, I went out to San Francisco for like a real short like week, just trip out there once. But uh, mostly like little like day trips on the East Coast or like a couple days in New York City here and there. Oh, that's sweet. That's sweet. We were t- well. We watched um, uh, bouquet, right? Yep. No, yep. Bouquet. Uh, yeah, we watched bouquet um, yesterday. Uh, we sat down and watched. We watched all the bonus stuff too. It was amazing. Um, and we were talking like how much of a significant difference there is between the West Coast and East Coast skating because there's a lot more vert out there. I feel, and I don't. I don't know much about skating, but for the limited time I did it, which I'll explain later because I've got some hilarious stories with this guy, but. Um, <laughs> It seems like the street skating is a lot more prevalent on the East Coast. It's more of a create your own place to skate, really. You look at a ledge and you're just like, oh, I, I got to do something on that. Versus I feel like out there, there's there's more parks, more areas to just go and do that. Yeah, can you say? Yeah, for, for, for oh, sure. I'm sorry, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to talk over you there. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh I was just going to say like, yeah, can you, you can probably speak to the creativity of the skateboarders in the area just because of the way like Buffalo is so crusty. You got to kind of make it your own. Oh yeah. It's nothing. I feel like nothing is really handed to you here. Like out, like the whole East coast, West coast thing, like stuff out there that they don't get exposed to as much weather as we do. So like the stuff here is real gritty and you got to like make make of it what you can and you're not going to have like the perfect skate spot it's just like oh we have this thing that's kind of a skate spot so let's see what we can do with it right right yeah and it's it's incredible i think that's like the best way to put it is like nothing's handed to you like when i watch a video from the area it's when you see somebody ride away from something you're like that's amazing like i don't know how they could pull that off sometimes you know, just because of what you said, like the elements and all that and how the area is so crusty. But um <clears throat> yeah, you really don't get a lot of, you really don't get a lot of good weather here in Buffalo to do that. No, no, it's a, it's it's like four or five months out of the year, really. Right. I mean right. Yeah. They, I, are there any indoor skate parks around? Um there's I know Moms has kind of their own little thing. Uh yeah, yeah there's a couple like like key holder things here and there but yeah like nothing like big and open to like super open to the public yeah right right i think there's one in i think we were talking about this last night there is one in rochester Rochester, yeah okay because they that was a thing i'm from rochester and that was the thing when i was living there was they were trying to build a skate park and for i would say at least a decade they've been talking about it and they finally got it done or or are getting it done one of those two I'm not sure if it's done yet. I think it opened over the summer. Excuse me. Yeah, a couple okay. months ago. <clears throat> yeah. Extreme Wheels used to be the place too. I used to play shows there, and there'd all be everybody skating and riding their bike on the uh, ramps and stuff back in the day. And it, I always wanted to do it, but I just again didn't want to bust my ass harder than you know I was already doing on the outside. I could only imagine what I would do on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a question about filming skaters, actually, uh, because a lot of the shots, like when when you're filming, uh, in my terminology, is going to be pathetic. Uh, like 
the dudes grinding on, on, and stuff when, when you're in motion. I'm, I'm guessing you're on like rollerblades or a skateboard as well, filming that. Uh, how like, that's got to be equally as dangerous as the skating because you can't really look to see where you're going. I don't know how you're filming that. That's just how I'm guessing. Is that how it works out? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm on I'm on a skateboard as well most of the time with like usually big soft wheels, so you're not picking up the audio from your own skateboard, and it's a, it makes for a smoother ride. So like it makes it a little less hazardous because you can sort of just roll over stuff a little easier. Um, but yeah, you're you essentially turn yourself into like a human like dolly cam. Have you ever uh, have you ever like gotten in? falling off the skateboard or hitting something while filming, like not paying attention to where you're going. Oh God. Yeah. Hit sewer grates, like you name it. And like, oh, your first instinct is always like, I have to protect this camera that I'm holding on. So you wind up taking like twice as bad of a fall as you would normally, because you're like, please don't let my camera smash the ground. It's <laughs> <laughs> an expensive yeah, piece that, of equipment. Yeah. That's an expensive bail right there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they should include that in a, in in like one of those skate videos because I've watched a lot of skate videos over the years. You should just do like a compilation of just the cameraman bailing. <laughs> Put in the bonus. Features. Give him his fucking spot. Yeah, come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? This barrel guy, rolls. he's barrel rolling. He hits a sewer grate. It's like he's like bomb dropping off a two story building. <laughs> uh, my, uh, a question just popped in my head. It might be early for this, but what's the craziest thing you've ever filmed someone doing on a skateboard? Um, I've been like fortunate enough, like through my like old, my old job working at Sunday skate shop where like I was able to like film a handful of pros here and there. So like things that those guys do because they're so they've worked at it to like such a level that it's become their job. Yeah. And there's sort of like a pressure on them to like always one up, one up, one up themselves. So uh, probably some of that stuff. There's a local guy, um, Jake Donnelly, who went pro uh for real skateboards and adidas and i was like fortunate enough to film him while he was coming up so uh and like in his like prime he was definitely like a blast to film that's pretty sweet that's sweet jake donnelly I, you've told me about jake yes donnelly. yeah i'm gonna have to watch some of his stuff oh yeah that's, for sure he's incredible and that had to be amazing to be able to to film him and that actually leads into my next question was when when did you start working at Sunday? And because uh, I'm trying to remember, and I I can't <laughs> like specifically. Uh, it was I had gotten asked to help with what eventually became their the third um, like Sunday full length video, and I think it was 2008 when I started like helping out with that, and then like slowly like actually became part of like the like in shop like working in this in the store um like gotcha. shortly thereafter that's awesome and then was did you have like any filming credits in that first video that they put out was that was it hey man woo or was it the next one that that you had worked on uh they did hey man woo was my buddy jay stankowitz and then okay vice versa was my my other friend bill and then uh bill and myself worked on whatever the weather Okay, gotcha. I th I thought you had some credits and vice versa. That's why I'd, I was thinking that. But okay, that's that's awesome, brother. That's so cool. And then like JP, if we could just talk about him for a minute because that man is amazing. Like <laughs> as far as like 
just, you know, never forgetting a face or just like always being the kindest human being on earth. You know, like he, he, like every time I went in there, he would remember me and he would mention something that I was like, wow, how does this guy like remember that or whatever? Just like the most genuine, amazing human being. If you could just talk a little bit about what it was like just getting to hang out with him and being at the shop, working with him and all that skating and just enjoying Uh, your time. God. Yeah. I mean, he, he is, I would say in terms of like mentorship, he is like the the number one dude who is like life lessons. Just like you said, like he is one of the most genuine dudes I've like ever had the pleasure of being friends with uh like very honest and like has always treated people the way he wanted to be treated and i think that uh sort of translates when uh whenever people talk about him they, no one ever has anything bad to say about him because the dude is just the top tier awesome yes he definitely was and uh i i feel like uh just for people who may not know or you know, aren't really into the skate scene. Like Sunday was a skate shop. They opened up in 2006. Was that, is that right? Or 2005? Uh, it was, I don't see, uh, am I mad? Oh no, it, it was all five. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And that was on Potomac and they, they opened up. I remember that, that shop originally. And it, it was such a cool little storefront. You could walk in and they had like, the bike parts for Jim Zelinsky was a part of it too, right? Like he was, yep. he was helping out and all that. And that was, cause that was originally, that was his, uh, that was his company, right? Sunday. He was doing the, yep. the, okay, cool. And then like they opened up the half for skateboarding and I feel like it just like JP, you know, was running all that. And I, I just feel like that like was an awesome thing for the Buffalo scene just to have kind of like a shop that everybody kind of knew around the area and like people getting the chance to, you know, like kind of create that sort of community. You took, and you took me to that shop once and I just remember walking in like, and like I had to be probably in my early twenties and I walked into Sunday and I was like, I'm going to buy everything on the fucking walls. <laughs> like I just felt it. I was like, there was like an awakening in me from my teenage years, again, of busting my ass. And like the, the, the logical part of me was like, you can't afford it and you can't afford the injuries. But the outside impulse of me was going, I'm going to go bankrupt in this store. <laughs> that was the only time I'd been there. And it, it, was, it was a cool shop from, from my memory. I, as soon as you said the bike parts, the bike parts on the one, because I, I used to do both. I used to ride BMX on the dirt trails and shit that like friends and I would build way back in the day and once again <laughs> busted my ass way too many times we'll get into some stories later uh but yeah like i just wanted everything like and i i kind of i kind of miss like just getting on the board and doing stuff and i think you and i were talking the other night um leading up to this podcast where jared and i were having a conversation i was like dude you just gotta let me know when you're going one of these times and i'll just go and scoot around be the 30 year old man just like, ooh, I wrote it. Ooh, I wrote it. So I think, I think what's cool, kind of, kind of leading into the point I was trying to make with that, you know, little description there, is what I, I, the vibe that I get from the time I did spend in, in the skating community and whatnot is 
regardless of your skill set, um, you're just like instantly accepted. Whether you can ollie or not, whether you're, you know, you're busting uh, heel flips over stair sets and shit like that. Like, it, it, regardless of how good you are, you're instantly accepted. And do you think that's still kind of prevalent in the skate scene today? Like, just warm, welcoming, and yeah, I, I would like to think so. I think, and it goes back to that like whole like subculture thing. Like, we're all just a bunch of weirdos. Like, come be a weirdo with us. That that was always sort of the appeal of skating to me. Yeah, right. What if I show up with a helmet, elbow pads, knee pads, wrist guards, like the whole nine yards? Will I be accepted? Uh, I'm a, I'm about one step away from that, so I hope. All right, so. <laughs> fair, fair enough. <laughs> Because I'm not getting fucking hurt. Uh, the the thing I hate about skateboard videos are the injuries. Because That's the best part. I can't watch them. Because you watch some dude That's fall down. More he's grinding stairs, and then he fucking falls down like half the flight, and he lands on his wrist and his arm snaps. Like, I don't want to watch that. There was a show back in the day, and Jared, you need to help me out on this. There was a show back in the day where there was a kid from Buffalo that got on it because he broke his leg. <laughs> was it real TV? <laughs> well, no, because they had a lot was, of skateboard videos. It was on MTV. Yeah, I'm. I'm I forget trying to remember ridiculousness. No, <laughs> <laughs> Rob Deerdeck. Oh my God, no, no. But He's yeah, a skateboarder. Yeah, he was. He was on it. I just remember watching that, and I was like, Oh, I remember those. God. It was Mason. He used to skate with uh, Kevin Zoiza. If you remember, yeah. Him. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, I, d- I don't remember the name of that show, but yeah, I remember he. Skateboard injuries, I can't watch them. I turn away every time. So, Andy, let's 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 focus a little bit. So, on uh, bouquet that released, I believe, in September. Correct. Yep. Yep. Um, so, like, what was your vision and mindset going into the filming of that? There was a lot of really uh, cool shots. I noticed right at the bat, your shots of City Hall and and the. I actually even said to Jared during it, the commitment to just sit there and get all those time lapses. I, I loved it. Just those Thank you. sideways and everything. It was beautiful. So like, what was your kind of vision going into it behind it? Like, like what were you feeling? What was the motive? Oh, uh, I, my approach to like making skate videos has always been like more of a passive one. Um, I sort of just like, I always like showing sort of the scenery around and not just like focusing on like, cause I feel like so much more goes into it than just like the trick and the skateboarder. There's like all that, the weird surrounding elements and stuff. Um, and I think it's just like it. It also helps give a little breathing space from like sort of when you watch a skate video. It's just trick, 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 trick. Like after uh, after like trick clip. Um, so it sort of lets you like digest everything, and then too also get like a feel of like what the environment's like. It definitely and the shots of Buffalo, as I said, it, it brought me right in. In that opening of that boardwalk. Now was that in Buffalo? Oh uh, yeah, that is. Oh my god, I can't. The name of the place escapes me now, but it uh, it's like out, out on the uh, outer harbor. They oh, do, was, they do have a specific name for like the the yeah. like beach area now. That was beautiful. It was just. Was that a drone shot right over that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was so. That was so good. It was so good. Thank you. I do have a dumb question about about. Uh, bouquet uh, with the filmmaking there's a lot of shots and this is just my knowledge of not being a filmmaker uh how do you get the shots of you uh, uh, like when you're when the camera's in the middle of the street and there's cars coming it looks like you're just sitting in traffic like how do you how do you get those kind of shots 
Uh, we're, we're probably sitting in traffic. <laughs> that's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's commitment right there, dude. That is commitment. That is awesome. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, um, so so yelled by the cops for sitting in traffic last time I did that. Why would you sit in traffic? Yeah, why were you? I was filming a video. Oh. I don't... <laughs> You're... What, did you, what video? Did you have your elbow pads on? and need My to... Spider-Man video from oh my the old radio God. station. Yeah. <laughs> We'll have to. We'll have Jared, uh, one of us, because we're going to follow you on social media. Is up to you. one of us is going to have to send you that Spider-Man video of Phil. It is, uh, yeah, a laugh riot. <laughs> <laughs> <And> it's horrifying. <laughs> you see a lot more of me than you ever wanted to. Yeah, oh, yeah, no. a whole lot more. A whole lot more. So with um, th- there was uh, I had, now the names escape me of some of the skaters. Um, are the were those guys that you've been working with for a while? Um, how, like, how do you, how do you find the skaters that you want to film? Oh, uh, that goes, that goes right back to the like whole community, like skate uh, shop aspect of it. Like they were just kids that were like hanging around the shop. And I was like, one day I was like, Hey, you want to like, I'm working on a video. You any interest in being a part of this? And, uh, there's the whole, like, just, uh, accepting in like this whole new, like young group of dudes. That's so good. That's so good. Yeah, it, that's, it's just so open awesome. and just, ah, uh, you know what? Next time one of you guys make one, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. All right. You, we'll just do a quick little 30 second montage of me just riding down the road. <laughs> okay, lift the shirt up a little bit. I'll Celine Dion. We'll use my heart. We'll go on. We'll get it all stylized and everything. So are we still at the point where you let the skater pick the song that they're going to do their part to? Do people, is that um, vibe or is that still kind of like a. Occasionally. I, so this is where I get a, a little like a uh, control, like freak on it. If I trust someone enough to pick a song that I think is going to work well, I'll, I'll like a, let a little creative licensing go. Um, my buddy, Zach, who's in the video, picked his song. And I like had toyed around with the edit and I was like, Oh, this works. This is a good pick by him. Yeah. Um, but a, a lot of the times I will, I'll, I'll pick the songs. And that actually leads into my next question. Uh, and it, if this question gets you in trouble, feel free not to answer it. But uh, where do you get the music from that you use? Like if, if, if it's not something they pick and you, and you put, is it kind of like a, uh, this, I, 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 and again, if it gets you in trouble, it, you're just basically bootlegging and putting it in there without the artist knowing basically. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think, um, with, with like independent projects like that, you run a lot less risk of like getting into weird, like copyright stuff with that. Yeah. Cause that was, that was gonna be my question. If is, if you've ever went and had someone come after you for a video you've made for a copyright claim for a song or something like that. Yeah, luckily nothing yet. And like I, I tend to use a lot of more like independent artists. I mean, Zach was an exception. He skates the Paul McCartney, I think. Um, so hopefully, I'll have the Beatles. He's, he's got enough money. At my door. <laughs> yeah. Well, only two of them will, so you don't have to worry about. <laughs> you don't have to worry about the other two. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing though. In like the in in the music community, like when you look at band merch, and uh, an old band of mine did it. We used uh, Forrest Gump. Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump for one of our shirts. And somebody asked me the same question once. And you see, as I said, a lot with merch. Like I've seen Bart Simpson. I've seen uh, 
God, countless movie references, plays on Jurassic Park, on Jaws, everything. Um, and you just kind of, it's the same mindset. You, you sit back and think, listen, I know there's like 100 people that come out and see me play. If one of these 100 people really get that butt hurt over me using Forrest fucking Gump, go ahead and tell Tom Hanks. <laughs> Go ahead and tell Tom Hanks I'd love to talk to the man. He's yeah, the, right? <laughs> yeah, it's Tom. It's Tom. Not the studio. Tom Hanks is going to be knocking at my door. <laughs> the first thing, of course, I'm going to say to him is, I love you, Tommy. It's going to be Colin. <laughs> it's going to be who? Colin. Oh, Colin God, Hanks, Colin. his brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, man. But, uh, yeah, so with uh, Bokeh, you'd, you'd been working on this for – about five years is that right yep yep about five years and that sort of like a whole like you get such a small window in buffalo to like get outside and like chip away at something like that so it it definitely takes a little bit longer than and when i started it i was like oh we're gonna do this in two years max and then like three three years after that two years you're like oh i think this is finally done (laughs) <laughs> that's amazing did it take so long because you wanted to focus i know in the video there's uh i saw pittsburgh new york city uh i think there's somewhere on the west syracuse, coast rochester. syracuse rochester uh did it take so long because you mainly wanted to focus on buffalo and so you only had that small window each year to do it oh yeah that that definitely factors into it and then just like um it being like an independent thing a lot of the guys were either going through school or like they're working full-time jobs um so like you're kind of playing with their schedule and like like oh we got one day this week we can go like hopefully film something and then like you hope that like they get a clip and uh so everyone's trying to build up their own their own like full video parts um and when you got like six seven people you want uh that all want to have their own video part it, it takes a bit of time to to get it nailed down got to be hard with the timing on things too now like would you got when you would go out and knowing that you were going to make this uh video did you get everyone together like that was had a part in the video and just like all right guys we're going to rochester today guys we're going to pittsburgh or was it kind of like individual like uh so and so said oh yo i know a place in syracuse yeah i yo i know a place in ohio was it like that or did you guys just all like pile into a car and just like hey fuck it we're going today uh with the with the like day trips like that a lot of it was like everyone getting together at once um like people would just schedule a day off from work and uh, we'd all be like all right we're making it happen on this day um but then like a lot of the buffalo stuff it would just be like hey man you free let's go do this real quick and then it would just be like me and one other person or me and two other guys uh just going out on like a random filming mission that's sweet that's definitely sweet I really appreciate the dedication that that takes to just, you know, hammer away at a project that is that long. Um, with that being said, the, uh, the accompanying booklet, like the photo journal is amazing. Um, who did you have work on that with you? Uh, that I got to give all the credit for that to my amazing girlfriend, Brittany. Um, she's a, a graphic designer by profession by trade and uh without her there's that that would have never been uh reality and that was like that was another thing from the onset when i started the project i was like oh i really want to do this like tangible like uh like piece to go with the video um 
so the idea was a photo book and I was like I can pick up a camera and like roll on a skateboard with it but like laying out a photo book I was basically lost without a map so uh without her that wouldn't happen that's awesome that's that, so cool that booklet was awesome <laughs> as soon as I picked it up I was like looking through everything I was like this is like so creative to put the booklet along with the DVD like that and have it be the case. It was, it was excellent. It was great. I've, I've got to say like with the, with the way physical media is kind of going by the wayside, I love to see something like this. Like that was one of the things that I was like, this is so incredible, you know, to have something like that because then you, you have more than just a video. You have like, the story of the video pretty much encapsulated as well, which is totally awesome to see. And um, I guess, where was I going with this? I believe in you. <laughs> it's that trip he took, Phil. It's that trip he took, it Phil. He, don't, he, don't so so last week, look. Jared couldn't be here because I don't know if he let you know, Andy, he was quote unquote ice fishing in Australia. And then I get a text two hours later. <laughs> That he caught the big one. I don't want to know what that no. means, but you should show him. You should show him real quick. So we replaced him with because he couldn't be here last week. Last week we talked to well, they talked to Madison Ward, and this was me for the uh, <laughs> yeah for the interview. So I was on. It's a real makeshift, like. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Listen, listen. I, I couldn't be here. It's it's no, you know, bouquet booklet, but uh, <laughs> that's some of my finest work. Just, hey, that thing's awesome. <laughs> um, so, um, I don't want to steal your question. No, no, good, um, good. So, like anything in any form of art or in any time, but you know, any type of passion that you have, there's obviously people that inspire you. Um, so I kind of got a two-part question for you. So who kind of inspired you from the skating aspect to, you know, you be stunting and stuff? That's, I sound like such an old man saying that. You're stunting? Um, <laughs> but, you know, to do the tricks and, and, and on the skating side of it, who inspired you? And then as you grew with filming, who inspires you now with that? Um, growing up, I was always sort of big like there's this brand baker like all those guys they're like more west coast like la dudes um that was huge when i was a kid so they had uh they had a big influence on me and then as i got like slightly older um there's a brand from that started in ohio alien workshop and that is sort of where like i started drawing like inspiration for both skating and like filmmaking because i like their videos sort of just spoke to me in a way where i was like oh this is how i would like this is the skateboarding I want to see. It was that real like gritty East coast with like still like cool visuals and stuff. What, what was it? Was it photosynthesis that they made the, the alien workshop video that was like yeah, real, real, real abstract and just like totally gnarly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As like, did, were those some of the videos that you were watching when you were kind of like picking up a camera and being like, man, I want to get into this. Yeah, when I first like was like, oh, I, I'm into the filmmaking thing, like photosynthesis, uh, uh, habitat mosaic, um, oh. all that like early early workshop stuff and habitat stuff. Where I was like, wow, this is so cool. This is like this is what I want to see. 
you can definitely see it in your work too kind of like how you're influenced by that which is awesome like you, to watch you love to see that i have to watch some of those videos see i never knew the videos that you would show me like what the parts from what video growing up and i guess that you could say the closest thing to a skate video i watched which really wasn't a skate video it was like cky <laughs> so watch cky Dude, CKY used to be the shit back in the day. It was all the little skits that they did and all the little stupid shit. And then, like, there was this, like, montage of Bam skating. And when I was young, Bam was big, and I'm probably going to get crucified for saying it, but he was up there for me. I love Bam. I love Jamie Thomas. I love Chris Cole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Cole. I was a big Zero fan when I was young. I, I liked all the boards. I liked the, the very uh, simple deck of the skull, just the white skull. Right, it's, right. it's just, it's, to, to me, it's, like, classic. And we all grew up playing Tony Hawk's. So we all had that favorite customization that we had to do with that board. But I always used to like crank out Jamie Thomas and just ride zero. <laughs> yeah, it's a way to do it. Yeah. What was, would you, uh, who would you say was your favorite skater going through? Like, was there anybody that stuck out to you that you were just kind of like, their skating is incredible to me? Uh, I remember, like, I would say the earliest example was anthony van england uh he had a part in the dc video and he was part of the whole like workshop thing but i remember watching the the dc shoes video for the first time and like the like intro of him just like smashing his board on the street sign and then like ripping the to ted nugent and i was like oh this dude rules like i was hooked yeah 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 ave he was so good <laughs> yeah, i have to look that up yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. great. Get back in touch with my skateboard roots. Oh, you're good. No, don't shake your fucking head. <laughs> I, I, I'm just, I'm enjoying the conversation. We're, I don't know anybody you're talking we're about. We're going to be hey, watching Phil. skate videos <laughs> the rest of the night. to me most weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you're playing the role of Jared. At least, yeah. at least I have some sort of basic bitch knowledge of this. <laughs> I, I, I'm the Ugg boots wearer right now of like, I played with tech decks when I was younger. <laughs> I like Tony. I did the little I like the video games. Cool, Phil. <laughs> I mean, I, I always, I always wanted to skate when I was younger, but I, I could never do it. And why is that? Because they sucked, and I never stuck with it. Okay. Hey, fair enough. I should, if I, if I would have stuck with it, I was more focused on uh, uh, baseball and football. We're gonna get you a longboard. I'll go longboarding. A longboard for your Actually, birthday. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I'll go longboarding with you. Yeah, Andy, I'm going will you longboarding. Will you come skate with all of us one of these days after the podcast? Yeah. Let's do <laughs> it. I'll cruise around. Show yeah. me, show me a hop. Yeah. I need a reason to get flip. What's up? I need a reason to get out there. Sometimes yeah, I'm just like, uh, I look at it and I'm like, not today. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. But yeah, so yeah. I'll do some tricks. You can do, do a whole bail montage of me. Because it's going to be bad. Real bad. <laughs> you, can get, you can get footage of me like trying to balance myself on the board with all my pads. That'll on. be good. You know, we're we're gonna do we're gonna do a day at the skate park. You know what? <laughs> with Fun Porch Podcast, I, I feel like that'd be an awesome like follow up video for the Instagram. Oh, I have God. an ambulance on standby. Yeah. There you go. So, because yeah. so, Phil and I don't know, I know LaSalle. What other like what other what are the spots you find yourself hitting here in Buffalo? Uh, there are like in terms of skate parks, there's a couple here and there. There there is like LaSalle that you mentioned, like in the actual like uh like the city proper, so to speak. Um and then there's like some 
smaller ones scattered out and about. There's like the Alex Rice Park in, in uh, Amherst and then the Rochester one that just got built. But then for like street spots, it's really just kind of like, there's like the, the iconic ones that have been around forever, the baseball stadium downtown and uh, the old like recording studio on North and Franklin on the, on like the lower West side. Um, but then really it's always kind of like looking around and seeing like what pops up, like, especially with all the new development, you're like, Oh, they're, they're building something new. Maybe there's going to be a skate spot here. No, that's sick. I know. I noticed the, uh, uh, on Franklin and North, the old, uh, the recording studio there. Cause I record there <laughs> every now and again. And I was like, yo, that's, that's GCR. And Jared's like, yeah, yeah, it is. I was like, that's, fucking awesome i didn't even like i just gonna see that little in- embankment and i'm just like i to me it's like oh look at that concrete that's great <laughs> and like I, I saw the part of the video i was like yo they're doing stuff on it like that's it was sweet it was definitely it's cool that what i really loved about the video was just all the places that you don't really think about being a spot or, or, you know, you just never see people there. And it's like, Oh my God, yo, I, I know where that is. I know where that is. I know it. That's sick. I didn't even from a non-skater perspective. It's like, they're doing cool shit off of things that I just don't even pay attention to walking by down there. So I, that was a cool aspect of the video for sure. Definitely seeing all the shots in the hometown and all the stuff that you guys were doing off that. Thank you. So yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, I think we're going to take a quick commercial break. Um, we'll come back. We always do our classic commercial. Um, and we'll get back to you guys right after this. Imagine owning the world's greatest love songs by the greatest voices of our time. In a once-in-a-lifetime collection. Music presents the ultimate love songs collection. 36 beautiful songs by all our favorite artists. Have I told you lately that I love you? Rod Stewart, Celine Dion, Phil Collins, Gloria Estefan. Get the Ultimate Love Songs Collection on two CDs for just $26.99. But wait, use your credit card and we'll take $10 off. That's right, you get two CDs for just Then review other romantic collections. Satisfaction guaranteed. Ultimate Love Songs is not sold in stores. So remember, use your credit card and get two beautiful CDs for just $16.99. Call 1-800-818-6806 to order the Ultimate Love Songs Collection on two CDs for $16.99 plus shipping and handling when you use your credit card. Call now or order online at timelife.com. And we're back. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Nobody wants to hear us. They just want to... 
Sometimes they do. We Ooh. have like four followers. <sighs> Thanks, Mom. Tina, I appreciate you. Tina, Tina was pretty Tina, happy about the last episode. For listening to us. Yeah, now she wants to start a fucking band with me. Thanks, Madison. <laughs> My mom wants to be hey, in a band with me now. Well, it, that could be cool. I mean, Mike O'Connor and the Mama Bear? She wouldn't want to be called you th- Mama Bear. You think Madison Ward would let you kind no. of bite his... Does, does, does Mike O'Connor <laughs> and Tina sound good? Yeah. Shut up, Phil. And <laughs> it does. You can, call it, you can call it Mike and Ike. Mike and the T's. <laughs> Come up with my faux band names here. <laughs> I uh, love it. So, Andy, speaking of the weather in Buffalo and how we only get maybe four good months out of the year, um, I wanted to bring up Extreme Wheels and just kind of shoot the shit with you about what it was like to actually have somewhere to skate during the winter and what that meant to the community and what it meant to you to be able to skate. Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, for years, that was, that was like the, the winter, like go-to spot. Um, when we're dealing with, you know, feet of snow outside, uh, that place is like the sort of the retreat to go and like keep the knife sharp and like fart around on your skateboard while, uh, it's like subarctic out there. Right, right. I was just, uh, I just got together with some guys to skate the other day and we were kind of making that, you know, we were talking about how like, it's almost like four steps forward and then two steps back, like when the winter hits and then you come, come spring and you just haven't had a chance to skate at all for however long it's been. And you're like, well, what was I trying at the end of last year? Like, can I get back to that point like right now or you know, whatever. It's be so hard being a skater in Buffalo with that aspect, like just, it, you know, the practice isn't there. You don't get the opportunity. Right. Right. It just, it gets kind of tough. So like having extreme wheels and having a place to just like roll around and actually, like you said, keep the knife sharp, like also being like a venue and having a place to just kind of like listen to music and all that as well. I played so many shows at extreme wheels back in the day. And I swear to you, just like everybody else in Buffalo too. So here's touching on a little nostalgia for a lot of musicians that played there. A lot of people that skated, you know, rode their bike there and stuff. There were times on the stage where I would just be like watching what they were doing in, in like the quarter pipes, half pipes and shit more than I was the crowd. Cause I'm sitting here going, dude, that was cool. I don't want to play anymore. I want to go watch them. Like, why are these people watching me? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, it was just, co- it was cool. Cause like there would be the kids up on the uh, half pipe, like looking down on the stage. I just remember that aspect of it. Did you, did you go there a lot when like bands were playing and whatnot? Oh yeah. I mean, we were there for, like any, any chance we would get to uh, just go and like fart around and be able to, like you said, hopefully keep the, progression going where you're not come spring you're like oh god now i'm trying to like backtrack to what i was doing so yeah we, we'd be there quite a bit when when fans are playing so that was cool to have like that uh like kind of double space as like a skate park and a, a venue for bands to go play definitely right definitely. phil right. were you ever at extreme wheels nope uh i am not from buffalo i didn't move here to 2015 and I'm, I'm guessing it was closed by then uh, yeah, I want to yeah. say yes. But in Rochester, we had something similar called spinners. Spinners. In a, in like a, DJ I'm, spinners. Kind of. 
It is now a, uh, a tractor company, whatever that, that store is. Oh, Tractor Supply. Uh, tractor okay. Supply, yeah. And every time I drive by it, I'm very sad. But uh, a lot of good memories at Spinners. And they had this thing back in the day called a lock-in. I don't know if Extreme Wheels had that, where basically you were just you, you were in there the whole night. We did that at some skate, like uh, roller rinks around here. Did they do that? At, uh, they did do that. I, I, I specifically remember them doing some of the overnight skates, and you would be kind of locked in for the night. Yep, and they, they'd supply like you'd have. They would supply some food and shit, or they you could buy stuff, and and yeah, you're just stuck in there unless you wanted to go, and your parents would pick you up. But yeah, you were in there all night. <laughs> oh, that's sick. I did that uh, once, and uh, it was a terrible experience. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm too much of a baby about sleep, so I never did it. But <laughs> yeah, same. I like I you gotta have the mattress, right? Mattress and a nice fluffy pillow. <laughs> Couldn't do it without it. <laughs> Jeez. But all I did, I never did the the the, the skating. I, I just did the roller skating, like around in a circle. Ooh. You know, I I'd like to watch that. Yeah. 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 You want uh, skates? No it's not pretty. <laughs> me, me on me on ice, even worse because at Canal Side I use the uh, the Walker things because I. You got to do what you got to do, man. Yeah, that's, a, that's all that is. <laughs> now, well, next winter, I I need to see that. All right, we're good. I need going. to see you with the Walker. <laughs> oh, it's it's good. <laughs> oh God, are we gonna need to do like are you gonna need one, like ski poles when you're longboarding? Back in uh, last time I went rollerblading was in 2019 at one of the rinks locally mm. and i they had walkers there and i was like oh fuck yeah <laughs> give me the fucking walker i was cruising i was cruising with the walker without the, without the walker i'm a fucking mess though so, <laughs> so i guess jumping from nostalgia to the future uh i just have a quick question here is uh now that bouquet is finished uh do you have any projects, say video or skateboarding projects in the future that you have in mind? Uh, nothing right now, which is weird because it is the first time since 2008 where I like haven't had like an idea or like a video project um, that I've been sort of working at. Um, so it's kind of weird to have that like void. Um, but right. uh, while like the process of finishing up bouquet happened i became a uh owner at this cooperative bakery bread hive which has been kind of like a that's been like sort of filling up some time for me and then like weirdly like i've become passionate about like uh baking bread which is kind of like a weird transition in my life that's super awesome though like i would imagine like especially after you said like 13 years of working on video projects and skateboarding, focusing on that. That's super cool to be able to shift your, your focus to, to something completely different too. And finding a whole new passion like that. That's, that's super cool. And you said it's bread hive, right? Is that, uh, where's that located? Uh, they, we have a cafe location at 402 Connecticut over on, uh, on the West side. And yeah, they, they sort of like, Right after the after Sunday closed, and I was like looking for like the new avenue in my life. Uh, they like brought me in, and I was just like, "Hey, I don't know anything about what you guys do, but if you teach me, I will like do my best to work hard at like doing a good job at it." And uh, 
like fast forward a couple of years, um, became one of the, the co-owners there. Um, that's and super it's, cool. been, it's been really fun. That's awesome. Yeah. They always say to like invest in the things that you love. So that's cool that like you became a co-owner, you know? And like, uh, so actually I, I do have a question about bread hive. Okay. Uh, what, what drew your interest in from from skating and videos and stuff like that to baking? Because that is just it's two completely different different things. So what 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 drew you into that? Is there something similar that maybe maybe there is something similar about it? Uh yeah, I think it's it's really almost just that challenge of like the unknown. Where like when you're trying to land like a kickflip for the first time or something, it's just like attempt after attempt after attempt until you're like, Oh, I think I figured this out. And like, I think baking is no different. You're just, you're trying to get like the, the like best proof on a loaf or something or anything like painting. You're trying to get like the perfect like brush stroke or something. Um, I think it's just that like challenge of, uh, pushing yourself to, uh, to learn something new. I, I, uh, I, I used to be a cook, but baking to me, uh, the the most baking I, I ever did was I was a manager at Bella's and I had to bake the bread, and that to me I was like I'm fucking doing this wrong, and the, and the, it's just loaves of bread. So I can't imagine you're doing. Uh, I've never been to Bread Hive, but I, I do plan on going now. Uh, I'm guessing you have bread, bagels, maybe donuts, uh, pastries. What, what what do you guys sell there? Uh, yeah, we got uh, bread, bagels, pretzels, and then there's like a whole pastry team over there. And uh, their pastries are dangerous. They're so good. And, like it's it's hard to not always want to have like a cookie in your hand at that place because they're they're unreal. I, I do prefer pastries over donuts. I'm not a big donut person, but give me a give me a pastry like a Danish. Really, you don't like donuts? I'm not a big donut person. Oh, I love donuts. No, unless it's a Boston cream donut. Uh, oh, okay. So that's your one donut that you would you'd pick over a pastry. Oh, yeah, if it's a Boston. All right. Cream, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what is what is the uh, what what is the uh, did, did you work there as a as a baker before you became owner or what what did you do there before you became part owner? Uh, yeah. So I, I like came on as a, an employee and I uh, learned like the the baking trade and then still like. So we're all technically, since it's a, a cooperative, uh, or we call ourselves worker owners, and we're still in there working alongside the staff. So oh, nice. I'll be, I'll still, I go in and do like a, a, my bake shift, my mix shift, and then uh, it, yeah, so I'm still like it's still very hands on. I, I think that's that's awesome, especially for for the employees because it's not just a guy that comes in once a week or once a month just to see how things are going and make sure they're doing it right and all the, the corporate BS, but you're actually in there like making connections with, with the employees as well. And yeah. uh, as someone who's worked in restaurants, uh, I've never really experienced that. Usually the owner is there. Usually he'll be there on a Friday or Saturday night just to make sure things are, are running smooth. But other than that, you, you don't see the guy. And yeah, baking. And I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, and and baking is uh, is completely uh, different. Where in cooking, if you mess up, you can you you can fix it. But at baking, everything is exact, and so it, it, it's a very specific skill. Yeah, it's it's neat. But yeah, I think that that environment's cool, and it fosters like a a pretty a pretty cool workplace. That you know the the staff knows like 
we're all doing the same thing and like working towards a common goal, which is pretty neat. Yeah, I, I feel like if, if that was more prevalent in the restaurant industry, it would be a better industry to work in. Uh, the restaurant industry is, uh, I, I, I don't know if you've ever worked in a restaurant, but uh, it, I, I, it's very different than uh, a co-op bakery where it's a very toxic environment in a kitchen. I can kind of bake because there's instructions on those little boxes. Yeah, okay. that was that. <laughs> And that was all my experience before I got there. I just, Brownies uh, and uh, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> if, hopefully, if I don't you, mess as well. If you spell it out for me, what I gotta set that oven to, and how many ingredients I gotta put, I'll make you a fucking cake. <laughs> you ask me to make you buttered noodles, you better pray to whatever god you believe in <laughs> that I can not burn your house down. <laughs> it's just, like, like, with baking, though, uh, if you're making something from scratch, if you put like. A tablespoon, tablespoon too much of baking soda or baking powder in there, like you're fucked. Like everything is is That's super exact to the recipe. It's why why you why you read? Yeah, but with cooking, even if you fuck up, yeah, you can fix it easily. Baking, you don't realize you messed up till you're done, or or you just read it, and then it's a guarantee that you don't mess up. <laughs> he agrees with me. Uh, sometimes I don't trust myself when I'm, when I'm reading. I'm like, ah, I think I messed this up. But I've definitely <laughs> made, I've made some mistakes there. Oh man, like when you put uh, a little too much uh, salt in, when you put the, you, you really fuck up baking when you put you know, like the, the you know how it says like sometimes like yeah, put like a couple cups of flour in. Well, if you replace that with salt, oh yeah, that's bad. Yeah. That's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. Not that I've done it, but it's <laughs> something I would do. <laughs> Like I don't add flour. I'm just gonna put salt in this. Like, I made you. I made you some cookies. It's just a pile of fucking salt with chocolate chips on top. <laughs> or, or you're like, I don't have flour. You go outside. And you pick some and grind it up. Oh. <laughs> it's the same thing. These are my daffodil cookies. <laughs> you're uh, telling me you've never had dandelion bread? <laughs> that probably is a thing. It, it probably is. What is it? What's that old? adage like if you can think it it's probably already been done rule 34 yeah yeah mm-hmm. yep so so yeah so andy this has been awesome talking to you and getting you on here to just talk about bouquet skateboarding buffalo bread hive all of this in general it's it's been a really great conversation and i'm glad we had you on and hopefully we'll right. you back in the future too yeah thank you guys for having me on it's been a blast yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where can they where can they find you on uh like all your social media stuff so they can definitely check out your at least some of the clips or where can they where can they buy the uh new video? Uh I have a website. I I am like my cop like stash of copies has like gotten pretty uh pretty down to the bare bones. Um we used to have bokehvideo.com but I took it down once the the stock of videos got pretty low. Um but the, it is on YouTube if you throw in uh, okay, a visual recollection, it'll come up there. Um, and then uh, in terms of social media, I just have Instagram, which is just my name, uh, Andrew Mahalsik. All right, be sure awesome. to follow him and at Andrew Mahalsik. Yeah, definitely give it a ch- check it out. And uh, does Breadhive have, a, have any social medias that you can shout out? Uh, yeah, they, I believe they, they definitely have an Instagram and that's just at breadhive and they possibly have a Twitter. Um, I, I don't have a Twitter, so I'm not 
not familiar with the uh, the Twitterverse. Gotcha. See, Something these guys common. keep yelling at me because they're like, you need a Twitter, and I've just never had one, and I'm probably never going to get one. So you I fully understand you. Oh, you're on Twitter. <laughs> you just don't know it Am yet. I on? Did you guys put me on Twitter? Am Wait, I, we might have. Did you make a fake account for me? We could. <laughs> we could have. Is it with this photo? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, maybe. Hmm. Maybe. You're not on Twitter, so you don't know. All right, well, I guess I got to ask Allie then when I get home. <laughs> this this episode has, has got me now so confused because now I want a bunch of baked goods, but at the same time, I want to just go out on the skateboard and bust my ass. I'm Hell just, yeah, I'm, buy some. I'm feeling it. Let's do that. Let's buy some baked goods and go bust our asses on a board and film it. Eating some bread. Yeah. Uh, if I had cookies for that time, I was ollieing off that roof. <laughs> Before we let Andy, you go, yes, you, let me. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I gotta hear this with story. You. I gotta hear this. Yeah, Before yeah, we yeah. go, okay. So when I was younger, I I, I took. I took skating to a level that a lot of people were just like, what do you say to masochistic or something? Because it was bad. <laughs> like everyone was trying to do like, everyone's like, yo, uh, I'm going to hit this four stair and I'm just going to just boom, ollie off of it. And me who like Jared been skating for years. I'm like, yo, I'm just going to do the eight at Kaz. And Jared's like, why? And I'm like, because it's cool. And I tried it a couple times, and uh, oh, I I ate shit, um, bad. A few times the board just flew up, and you know you kind of do it, and like it was just like me jumping off of the stairs, really, without the board <laughs> just landing at the bottom and hurting myself over and over again. But specifically, the one day uh, we were at my parents' house, and we were, we had to be what I, I was probably like sixteen, yeah, sixteen or something so. like that, yeah. and. You can get up onto my neighbor's flat garage roof and you know, you're up there and it's like, Oh, this is sweet. What do you, and what do you think? Like eight, nine feet high, easily eight, nine feet high. Yeah. Um, and I climbed up, you know, use the picnic table, get up on the roof. I'm like, dude, I'm gonna land a heel flip off this. And he's like, uh, okay, brother. And I'm like, I got this. Tried it. Eh, you know, bailed out and just kind of land on my feet and rolled. Tried it, didn't get close. Tried it, 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 tried it. And I'm just over here watching him just slam it's over him and, and I. over I am. and over. And like the board's flipping. He's not coming anywhere near it. He's just hitting the ground and rolling. And I'm just like, mm, like every, every time try. I'm landing, he's like, brother, like you don't have to do this. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, dude, I don't even have a camera with me. Like we're not. Like, I have nothing to film you with. I'm like, dude, no, no. I just, I can do this. And for some reason, I had it in my head. My neighbors aren't home. This is the only opportunity I'm going to get to do this. My parents aren't home either. This is perfect <laughs> timing. I tried it a couple more times. And again, same reaction from him. And I, I landed on the board. And I almost rode away. So yeah, Jared that one goes blew my mind. I was like, holy shit, like you you could get this. Like, so Jared goes, you can get this. And in my dumb mind, I'm like, I can do this. It just made the mistake of saying he it. said like, it out loud. <laughs> closer, closer. I, I I almost rode away on the one, landed back, hit my head. I like sat down for a minute. He had to get me water from my house. Finally, I just got back to just 
death, 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 pain. Ow, why? What am I doing? And finally, on the very last one, I hit it, and I think I cracked my board in half. Yep. Or, like, cracked it at least. And then I was like, ah, this is a brand new board. What am I doing? <laughs> and I got mad at him. I'm like, why would you let me do this so much? He's like, what? You're the one that just keeps killing yourself over here. <laughs> You remember that too when you were like 16 and your board was like the holy grail because you're like, I don't have the money to get another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. Uh, how am I going to get another one of these things? He's got a fresh board and he breaks Brand. it up. <laughs> then I had to explain to my mom and dad, my board broke. Well, how'd you break it? Um, I was just riding and I fell off of it. And my parents were like, ah, that's, I understand. I understand. I was like, no, you don't. If you would have saw what I was doing, you would kill me. Imagine <laughs> imagine having a brand new tooth and the same day you get it fixed, it gets broken again and telling your mom, hey, mom, Ryan knocked the tooth that was just fixed out again today. Nice. And she, was, she was not as understanding. Oh. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole different conversation with the, <laughs> the parental... Yep. Oh yeah. I've chipped the same tooth six times. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, Get better at not doing that. Mm. It, it's been. It's been. Um, it's been. <laughs> Fourteen years since the last time I chipped it. Oh, are you okay. You're getting oh, better. You got a good streak going though. Yeah. 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 But, but I just you you told your mom that you broke your brand new skateboard. Just brought that memory of me telling my mom that I I my my brother hit me in the face with a PlayStation controller because I wouldn't let him play. The day I got it fixed, and my mother, I have never seen her so angry in my life. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, she, and your mom's a very nice lady. Yes. <laughs> and, and the words that came out of her mouth, no, it, I got in a lot of trouble when I was a kid. <laughs> I have never heard those words before or since. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, the only other time I got lucky, I, I for some reason when I was skating with my parents, I, I, I was going up a hill once and I grabbed onto the back of a semi truck. I held on, and of course you're my a fucking luck, idiot. It was great. I, I I held on. I let it pull me up the hill. I let go at the top of the hill and I cruised down. And of course, as I let go and come out in the middle of the street behind a semi truck, a cop's at the end of the hill. Oh, oh, I I I, I got an earful. And uh, he told me to get in the car, and of course, I'm a teenager, so <laughs> my logical reaction when a police officer told me to get in the car at 15 years old was, fuck yourself. Um, he threw me in the back of the car, took me to my parents' house, and they weren't home. Sick. So you got away with it? I got it? away with it. And he said, if I ever see you on that hill or doing something again, <laughs> I got lucky. That actually, uh, <laughs> before, we, before I let you go, that actually brings up a question I had. Uh, how many times while you're filming, uh, either for bouquet or just filming skating in general, do you, uh, I, 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 I had to go to the bathroom at some points. I didn't see the full video. Do you ever have interactions with cops that, that come up to you and, and bitch at you guys for skating or give you tickets or something? Uh, yeah, no, luckily no tickets, but yeah, they'll, they'll hassle you. And as long as you're like, as long as you can like sort of be somewhat diplomatic, they'll like let you off. So it's just like, get out of here and don't, don't come back again. Like, no, you can't skate here. I don't want to see your face skating here again, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and then you come back like three days later, you're like, all right, we're, we're getting this. Like, <laughs> I, forget I noticed, that, dude. And I noticed in Bouquet, it was a lot of, uh, especially in Buffalo, a lot of downtown, like uh, by the baseball stadium and, and stuff like that. And I'm just like, 
I was telling these guys, I was like, there's, there has to be like cops coming up to these guys and like bitching at them about not skating. Just remember back in the day, it did happen a lot. I feel like, uh, again, we were, we were a lot younger. So our models were, Oh yeah. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of times I got in trouble with cops when I was younger. Oh, same. Uh, I, was, just because of attitude. Yeah, my More attitude so was than, just, yeah. don't talk to me. You're not my mom. <laughs> You're not my dad. Don't touch me. And you always see you always see the uh, the stereotypical videos of the, the cops accosting skaters for, for yeah. skating and stuff like that. So it it happens, and I just want, I, I was wondering if it, uh, if it happened a lot while shooting bouquet, and apparently it, it didn't. So, which is good. Cops are like are, are a little bit more understanding, I guess, now than they were back in the day. Maybe they don't give a shit. I I almost feel like yeah, there's been kind of a shift. I don't know if you can speak to the Sandy, but I've noticed that just not as much these days. Like people don't even come out and try to kick you out as much anymore. Or I don't know if you've had that similar reaction that I have, but. Uh, yeah, I've just kind of noticed like more so when I was a kid that they would come out and say something or try to get rid of us. Yeah, I think uh, now that skateboarding sort of been more like accepted into the mainstream, like people have like, a, they get less like wigged out when they see like skating on something. Uh, it, yeah, it happens here and there, but for sure, I think people are a lot less lax about it these days. Right, right. I think back then it was more so like, it was almost like a, a skew in, in their mindset, like, oh, you're just destroying property. Yeah. And it was yeah. like, these are, these are punk kids. Now they look at it like, because skateboarding is going to be in the Olympics. It's kind of like, like yeah. oh, like the these kids now. are, you know, they're doing a sport. Like, good on them. You know? I, I, yeah. I wonder uh, for skateboarding, just for, for me in general, because it, was, it really got me into, even though I don't skate, I don't know anything about it, but uh, was the turning point around when the video games came out, the Tony Hawk games? Because that was like, then it got into mainstream and people were like, oh shit, like maybe we should take this seriously. And they're just doing shit they saw in the video game. Well, I don't know. What would you say, Andy, like the X games when Tony Hawk landed the 900? That was kind of like the big turning point. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, yeah, that. And definitely, honestly, the video games, I think, played a, a part in that too because it just, Right. brought that it gave this whole like new level of exposure to people who might not have ever like seen right. it otherwise he hit that 900 shortly after the release of uh yeah hawk pro skater yeah. they had to actually yeah. i heard that they had to scramble and add it into the game because they were like oh fuck like he landed it now we gotta have it in there yeah yeah it's yeah. <laughs> crazy yeah but it was but, hey man, thanks for coming on. It was great talking to you. We're saying goodbye again for the second yeah. time. We, you know, the first time we said goodbye, we walked in the same direction. This time we'll Yeah, yeah. Unless you want to hear another story about me busting my ass. Maybe I'll tell you another time. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great story. Legendary stuff. Uh, yeah. uh, but, but once again, uh, if you want to give uh, your socials for, for uh, any of your uh, businesses and personal stuff, once again, for uh, because uh, this time we are actually yeah we're, we're this time we're done you guys are gonna listen to us this talk isn't anymore. the this isn't the fake out this yeah. time <laughs> uh, yeah uh, my my personal Instagram is at uh, Andrew Mahalsik and then uh, you can see all the the cool stuff Brad Hive is up to on Instagram at, at Brad Hive awesome awesome Jared give yes. where can they find you only on Instagram only on Instagram 
at uh, Umbrella Media BFLO. Mike? Uh, you can find me on both Instagram and Twitter at Mr. Mike here, M I S T E R. And you can find me, Phil, both on Instagram and Twitter. Hmm. At, I don't say. Uh, yeah, for real. He's on mm. both too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. You're on both. Since when? Uh, since 2015. <laughs> uh, at Buffalo Kennedy. And for Instagram uh, and Twitter. If you're not following the podcast on the socials by now, uh, don't bother. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, no, no for, real. <laughs> uh, for real. Uh, uh, our Instagram is at Front Porch 716. And you can find us on Instagram at Front Porch Podcast. Which one is it? Because you said Instagram twice. Did I? You did. You sure did. Okay. Well, Twitter is Front Porch 716. Oh, there on, it is. We're on Twitter with the uh, podcast yeah. as well. Huh? Yeah. And yeah. Instagram. Am is I front the one porch running podcast. the Twitter? Uh, Has there been anything posted yet? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just in your name. <laughs> so, Take so, us out, Jared. <laughs> Take us out. It's all on you. Pressure's all right. All righty. Thank Make you. Make this a big one. Thank you so one. much, everybody, for listening today. And uh, thank you. To Andy for showing up. Thank and, you again. Uh, thank you, sir. Yes. Oh, thank you, guys. It's, it's been great. And uh, hopefully we can have him back sometime in the future. We'll definitely and, have uh, you back in the future. Yeah. Thank you again. Everybody have a good night and peace out. Later. Bye. Peace. Hey, everyone. Mike here. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Front Porch Podcast. We'd like to thank our guest, Andrew Mahalsik, for coming on and talking baking and skating with us. Make sure that you pick up your ultimate love song collection. Our sponsor this week was gracious enough to throw us back in time for some of our favorite songs. We'll catch you next time. How do I stop recording?